Hey, thank you everyone for coming. This is, I feel like it's just an extension of our studio and we have all these people sitting in on our recording. It just happens to be the 500th, so we needed a bigger studio. So, time to start the show. Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from sunny Santa Cruz, California. <laughs> this is Liza, and I'm here in front of a live studio audience. Um, thank you so much for coming. We've got a great, great show. But before we start bringing up some of the Misfits, I want to take it back. Back to that first day, Megan, Zoe, and I sitting in the garage and said, let's do a podcast. Don't know if anyone will ever listen, but it'll be fun. Why not? We had one mic on the floor, just the three of us talking, and we're like, how bad could it be, right? <laughs> Welcome to the Santa Cruz Recycle Motorcycle Garage. We like to refer to ourselves as mechanics and misfits. And that would be Josie the cat. We, we, we're doing this podcast to share kind of who we are in this community that we've created. I like to point out that on paper, none of us have a lot in common. For instance, Megan is how old? 21. I'm 40. <laughs> and Zoe, say hi. Hey. How old are you? 22. Okay. Um, but we find this common thing that brings us together, and we have a lot of fun. <laughs> I'd like you to get to know people in the garage, and I'm going to start with interviewing Megan. Megan, come on up st on the stage. So, yeah, that first show, Zoe and Megan and I... We're at the garage, and meanwhile, the garage is going on. People are working on stuff. People are walking past us to get tools because they have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> Megan, do you remember that day? Yes. I actually listened to the first episode today to, like, bring everything back. And um, it's been nine years. Isn't it crazy? It's pretty bizarre. Um, it's like a time capsule in a few ways. Um and it's really cool to be here. Like, I haven't been around podcasting for a while. I've been around, but it's cool to be here for 500. What were we thinking? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you saw in there that first show we called ourselves... Motorcycles and Maniacs? Mechanics. Mechanics? I don't um, even know. Motorcycles, yeah, Mechanics. I think we floated Maniacs. Yeah, we um, a bunch of things Mechanics. I feel like there was something else, but I, it's been a while. And then we came upon Misfits, Misfits. by episode two, mm -hmm. and it just fit, because if you look at all of us together, it doesn't we make say sense. you wouldn't put us together on it, paper. It really doesn't make sense. No, at all. it doesn't, but, <laughs> it, but it clicked. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to ask you, 
What impact has the the garage had Jesus. on your it's, life? That's a long, that's a big question. Everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I started coming when I was 20. We first did our first podcast. I was 21. Um, it's been a while. The garage has like altered the course of my life. Really. Um, motorcycles has altered the course of my life. I don't really ride anymore. I have two kids. They're very small. Um, I don't have time. But you're raising riders. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have met my kid's dad if I wasn't involved in motorcycles. Yeah. I wouldn't have my children. I bring them to the garage and like all of these people out here, you've all become long-lasting friends. I mean, I was in Kat's wedding. You guys showed up to my kid's birthday party and like my baby shower and you're my people. You yeah. talk about like meeting people when you go to college, you meet people through, I don't know, however you meet people. This is how I met people and this these people have stuck around. Yeah, know? I can say the same. Every person in my life, Raven, shout out. Mm -hmm has come to me through the garage. It's been yeah. incredible. And, and that's something that we try and, you know, bottle up and share. It's so a community. It is. And, you know, it being on kind of like the more mature, quote unquote, side, <laughs> um, you know, I bring my kids to the garage now and Elliot gets into tools and we have to watch and make sure he doesn't put stuff down pipes and, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> he's done that before. <laughs> um, and it's it's coming full circle. And it's it's kind of wild. Well, it's an honor to have you here. I'm so glad you asked me to be here. Tonight, because you were there at the start. But I think we're ready to bring up <laughs> a couple more misfits. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Come I on up. my low-hanging balls. <laughs> Welcome to Motorcycles and blah blah Here at the side. Don't get me wrong Our Vespa 150 is probably faster on an open road I ordered a jet kit that came with a drill <laughs> Usually before I crash is Wow, I'm going really good Come on up, guys. Doug Knock Bagel, Cat Adrian. Come on up. What's up, big one? Oh, no. Hey, hey. <laughs> wow, 50 episodes. Whoa. <laughs> Crazy. What a milestone. Who could have thought course, we could have done that many? We want to remember some of the other misfits. Who, I mean, there's so many. We couldn't fit everyone here on the stage. There's a good number of shirtless people in this photo slide. <laughs> yeah. This is very good. There might be a few. And we can always rely on Doug for the photo finger. <laughs> Thank you, Doug, for being consistent. You're hey, welcome. guys. Hello. Well, hello. Welcome Hi. up here. This is bizarre. Is this, is this a weird blast from the past? Yes, yeah. that's also a very bright light. It's pretty cool. <laughs> the smell is the same, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to um, kind of go back again before the podcast. 
the garage is what has brought us all together. And um, I wanted to kind of uh, go down the line and from each of you find out how you came to the garage. Bagel, we were talking about this the other day, and it's like, I don't know, he was just there. Like, yeah. we don't remember when you appeared. It just, you were been there. Well, in, in February of 2014, uh, I had just, <clears throat> just moved to Santa Cruz in December of 2013 from South Bay, and uh, only knew a few people in the area, from mostly from uh, the Scooter Club. Um, but then I, I it was, I'd been listening to podcasts for a couple of years, and I decided, you know, there's got to be some motorcycle scooter podcasts out there. And I kind of started searching around and found this podcast that had a very familiar name. It was Cleveland Moto. I happen to know someone who runs a shop called Cleveland Moto. And sure enough, I downloaded the podcast. It was him. And he, on, on the episode I listened to, he mentioned the Recycle Motorcycle Garage in Santa Cruz. And I said, what? I've never heard of this. And I've been coming to Santa Cruz for years, riding here, and I've never heard of this recycled garage. I have to go check this out. Mm. And the next Sunday, I went down, and I didn't stop coming back since. <laughs> yep. And Nock, you're another one, just kind of been there. The internet. I don't has, remember where you came from either. Yeah, the internet has led me to weird, strange places. Your garage <laughs> being one of them. Um, I was in Aptos, and I was competing tw- uh, 11 miles to work, and and I realized I got to move in the town, so it's a lot easier for me to commute. And at that time, I was, <clears throat> okay, I know. The it's 11 miles, really? It's, there's like 11 yeah. dog Come shit on. miles, okay? It's 22 <laughs> back and forth, all right? Truth, truth. And in the rain, just whatever. Okay, what? Yeah. It's, it sucks. <laughs> but but to, and then, like, I need to find friends in this town because I'm going to hate it. Like, so I eventually just showed up at your garage, and it's like, oh, these people seem kind of cool. But I've had seen you before. I got that on recording. And, yeah, <laughs> I thought I'd the, seen you before at, like, the vampire kind of who was that? Seems kind of cool. Seems kind of cool. <laughs> but no, I, I think I've seen you at some of the vampire rallies or riots, and I go, this person, the biggest gay I've ever seen, apparently. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to go and hang out. She seems really cool. And I was like friends with lesbians at that time. Like, What's another one? You know what I mean? Cool, like, yeah, let's go. So it, it worked out pretty good. <laughs> nice. And Doug. Yes. I know where you came from. Where? You're one of the earliest. I think John Dalton's the only one who's been yeah, coming longer. John Dalton, yeah. You've been coming to the garage... 12, 13 years. 12, 13 yeah, years. Yeah, it was around 2010. I was just tagging along with a friend, and uh, Liza dumped a Honda 400 in my lap. Little did I know I was being subject to a couple years of torture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you liked it. Five or six engine rebuilds later, it finally oh. got it running, and I still have that bike. Uh, since then, I've been coming back... Regularly and got to Liza taught me how to use tools and the tricks of the trade. And you're one of the people I, I'm very proud of because you didn't wrench and you didn't ride, and now you're better at both of those than me. That's on recording. <laughs> yep, we have <laughs> oh, no, that on record. <laughs> no, that is, that is something I'm, I'm proud of that people come and become better at it than well, I do. Thank you. Thank, well, thank you. Yep, and yeah. then Doug's magic fingers. <laughs> this is the diddle finger. Yes. <laughs> and now, Kat, how's that motion? It's a come here motion. It's yes. Come, come to the ball. Yeah. Cat, you're one of our favorite stories. Uh, yeah. Nope. Oh. Mic check. Oh, sorry. And you were what, ni- 19? 
Yeah, I was. I, mm, and I think your 19. dad came with freshly, you to scope yes. it out, make sure we weren't dangerous. Yeah, he he was convinced that I was going to get trafficked or killed or something. <laughs> he was just absolutely convinced. I I found a Craigslist ad that was hella shady. <laughs> it was shady. And I was 19, and I had no fear in the world, and I was rebellious, and I wanted to ride some fucking motorcycles. What was your first bike? It was uh, also equally shady Honda <laughs> Rebel 250. <laughs> it was uh, it was real trash, <laughs> but it was it, but it was my trash, so it was good. It was I great. still remember when we got an email from you. Can I come by? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember like all of us reading it and being like, what? Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, I kind of want to get into motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Can I come by? Sure. Yeah. And you just kind of get sucked into the vacuum. Yeah. It, and it, listening to Megan talk about how motorcycles in the garage really like altered every facet of her life, I can 100% relate to. I met my husband because of motorcycles. I work in the motorcycle industry. I live and I breathe motorcycles every day. I also don't ride much anymore. <laughs> but that's that's because I'm I'm decrepit and broken from motorcycles. <laughs> Vicious you're, cycle. You're the best worst crasher of all of us. <laughs> I am. I commit. I don't fuck around <laughs> with that like pansy bullshit. I commit. Hell yeah. yeah. No Hell little yeah. spiral fractures here or there. You go oh, for no. the full pelvis. Yeah, no, I don't fuck around, man. Yeah, and, and Adrian, you are the, I'm going to say, um, eldest member of the vampires that have been around Santa Cruz for a long time. I'm one of them, yeah. And have now sucked in a lot of people into the club oh, yeah. um, through the garage as well. We're a feeder yep. to the vampires. <laughs> I have made that joke before. Of you know, The Recycle Garage is a feeder club for the um, vampires. And it's true. Yeah, yeah. No choice. Yeah. Yeah, so I've known you since... Before the recycle garage. Yeah, I mean, you've been hanging around the vampires, r- coming for rides, as long as I can really remember. Which, granted, is only like two weeks ago, but <laughs> so yeah. I mean, for the garage, it was hey, Liza's doing this thing. Hmm. Okay. Cool. So you know, Connor, a couple others would come down and hang out on Sundays and like watch the kids wrench, and like hey, you know, get to like no, no don't do that, or go ahead, do that. That's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So I was coming around hanging out, and then started getting more into the, like, no, actually trying to help people instead of just making fun of them. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. And, and you're another person who would bring your kids down to yep. play, which is another kind of really cool thing, that sense of community. It's not just a motorcycle shop. It's, yeah, it's a community. I've, it was on my um, lock screen for ages of my little, at the time, like, three-year-old um, with a screen, like, with a giant screwdriver poking it into my CRF. So <laughs> it's like, oh, And, yeah. And he still wants to ride, but he needs to learn to listen a little bit more before I actually put him on something. So. Right. Well, I think we're ready to bring up some more misfits. <laughs> I'll try to draw a dick in the air, and I drop the beer, okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me when I'm inside of you. Buddy. Oh, no, don't do that. I thought it's becoming uh, a decorum here. Thanks, I was uh, road hard and put away wet, but I am here. <laughs> <laughs> Who be throwing cake and hands at me? <laughs> uh, 
classic photo. Charlie, Mike, Jim, why don't you come up here? Yeah, like a cat, this, this agile man. But you're wearing clothes. I'm so disappointed. That can change. Blake, false advertising. No idle threats. Of course, we can't forget. Everyone here knows who I am. Hello, darlings. It's Miss Emma. Darling. Yeah, Miss Emma. Come on up here, Miss Emma. Beans, All right. Here we go. And again, some more of the misfits from over the years. Don't want to forget them. And our special guest, Phil from Cleveland Moto. Come on up. Woo! This fucking guy. Hey. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hooray. <laughs> no free plugs. <laughs> and it's it's crazy looking at this stage full of all this, these people. Got 13 people up here. Yet there's so many misfits. It was hard to just, like, pick a representative, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's so many misfits from over the years that we could have filled this stage. I mean, raise your hand if you've been on the show before. There you go. Look Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of, crazy, a lot of people. Yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's like, can you keep them up real quick Looking again? Great. Yeah. That's, that's at least a third to two thirds, maybe? Oh, yeah, that's that's, 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 that's closer to half. That's majority. That's majority. That's majority. Yeah. Jeez. So let's continue down the line. Uh, Emma. Aloha, darling. How did you come to find us? You no, you we found, found me. You. Yes, we yeah, you stalked her. We, did. we stole so, you. Um, I was curating at a motorcycle museum in Pacific Grove, which is about 40 miles south of here. And the Misfits came to visit. And what you don't realize is when you first meet, meet the Misfits en masse, they're actually quite intimidating. And yeah, careful. A bunch of hooligans started running around the museum all around these priceless bikes. And I'm like, oh my God, who are these people? And Don't then put Liza, that on there. Don't th the final insult, Liza started spouting some absolute nonsense about some Triumph exhaust pipes. <laughs> and I felt I had to correct her. Your voice just came floating down from the yes. rafters to correct her. Yes, exactly. It was, it was kind of magical. Yeah, well, thank you, darling. And I've been, and I realized very, very quickly they were far more fun to hang out with than the group I was actually hanging out with at the time. So that was it. I was hooked. What bike did you bring out and start for us that day? I'm sorry. Remember, you brought out a motorcycle from the shop, and like, oh you guys, god, you, you, you I brought hear, out. You want to hear if it runs or what it sounds like or whatever? Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. I brought out the the water buffalo. Water buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I brought out the, the it's a three cylinder Suzuki two stroke with expansion chambers, and we dragged that out in I the street. If I remember, too. it was raining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I booted that thing into life, and everyone was like, ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. When did you uh, actually show up at the garage, like a week later? Did, we, did you just in Liza invite you to come on over and hang out? Or yeah, well, no, actually, it was a little longer than a week. Okay. I, I, I kind of kicked the can down the road for a bit, because I thought, these guys are thugs. And I'm not <laughs> sure <laughs> if I want to be associated with thug-like behavior <laughs> at my stage of life. But I've kind of embraced it, really. I, I, we, I see it as a second wind. I think we came back to interview you. you. A yes. second, yeah. second wind? 
We, we keep you young. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, Charlie, you were quite young when you came to us. I believe yeah. I made the comment once, I think you're still wearing clothes your mom bought you. you so, yeah, not more, not once. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like every week. Yeah. Or like how about, whatever I was wearing, you're like, come on. <laughs> yeah, so how did you find us? Um, through Donut. Ah, but yeah. I didn't know, I was on a ride with some people I met like the week before or something and Donut happened to be on that ride. And you it would, afterward, you went to the garage. I'm like, oh, he's like, you guys want to go? I'm like, okay. And then, you know, never saw Donut again, but I guess stayed here. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been great. I mean, I think I was 18. Yeah. 19. Something like, like that. Gosh, I'm 26 now. So you're yeah. a full human now. You're no longer in your long <laughs> no, no. stage. The brain doesn't finish buys his own until 27, 28. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm still his prefrontal cortex is still to be formed. Youthful. I'm still youthful. Some say mine hasn't been formed completely at all. But, yeah. you know, we'll modeling clay. <laughs> you can shape it with a hammer. Yeah, and Jim, you have a unique story of how you came to the garage. Yeah, well, I think we all have a unique story. But uh, first, it's awesome to see everybody here. Like, all of, everybody's a friend. It's really great to see everybody here together. Um, so thanks, everybody, for coming out. And the other thing, everybody that, yeah, that, um, that was hardcore biker enough to do the group ride today, we did ride today. It was a total of about 4.2 miles. Well, it was sunny. It was a, it was a yeah. nice sunny day. So hardcore. But we, we rode nonetheless. So cheers to everyone that was on the group ride. That was a lot of fun. So, so thanks for doing that and participating. Yeah, we almost turned into a naked ride. It was uh, we were close. Um, and you've come a long way from the person we first met. Oh yeah, without a doubt, as far as motorcycling is concerned. You dropped by the garage, check in on your daughter Jake. Yeah, my introduction to the garage was I was going to the beach, like I would always do on a Sunday with my little my beach cruiser bike. Beach cruiser flip flops. Yeah, er, happy. Didn't know any, you know, happy and whatever. And I look over and there's my 15 and a half year old daughter on a moped waving a, a 36 inch dildo at me. <laughs> Like from the garage. <laughs> so I think people who have listened to the podcast for a while know uh, I, I have a daughter, uh, Jake, uh, who introduced me to the garage and in turn introduced me to Liza and, uh, and motorcycling. And, um, yeah, it's definitely, like everyone else has said, made a huge difference in my life and, uh, you know, in a lot of different ways. But I, I was trying to avoid it for a long time. And then, you know, if you've been to the garage, you know how welcoming a community it is. And Liza basically kept nagging me. You know, and I didn't want to, um, you know, I didn't want to crowd Jake's space. You know, she was at a point where that's the last thing she needed. Um, but then Jake actually said, hey, Dad, why don't you come down? And then, you know, Nighthawk 250 later, it's like like the menthol cigarette of smoking, dude. It's like <laughs> Nighthawk 250 or the, the other 250s, right? You're like, I'm hooked. And, and it's been a great journey. And hats off to Megan. I always like to recognize, because you took Jake under her wing, as some other people did I from the very beginning. Jake all the time. Yeah. I love Jake. So the garage molded, you know, Jake. And my son, Seamus, too. If you've ever heard an episode where we talk about Nutshot Junction, uh, that's my, my son Seamus came up with, well, unfortunately, that's where it was derived from, we'll say. But, uh, yeah, so that was, yeah, big big dildo getting waved at me. That was my introduction to the garage. But, uh, that's about yeah, right. here we are. And uh, Stumpy John, you're kind of the newest uh, full-fledged member. I'm the most fresh-faced and young one, yes. That's why he's still doing sound. <laughs> yeah. so you get moved into us? the soundboard. Uh, what was that? How did you come to us? Uh, I floated on a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> that now, makes a lot of sense if you've ever shared a tent with him. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually came through Norman Reedus. Um, oh. Yeah, so I saw that episode, and I'm like, 
Wait, they're in San, they're in Santa Cruz. So then uh, about five years ago, I moved over to Boulder Creek, and I'm like, i got to see about these people. I came down. The first one I met was Miss Emma, of course. And if you've ever met Miss Emma, you're welcome to open arms. I think she showed me her boobies on the first day. Um, oh, it was a bus? It's not <laughs> an unusual man. occurrence. No, no. So, yeah. No, actually, I think the first time I met you, John, was when we did that run to San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, what was that? That was the... Uh, Oh, the one at the pier. Yeah, the one at the pier. Yeah. With. Um, oh, the Roland Sands. Roland Sands, yeah. The yeah. Roland Sands show. Yeah. On the. Bay. I think that's the first yeah. time I met John. And you, you, you got actually nail in the back tire of your BMW, and you switched bikes. I did very quickly. But I was there once other time. I had my dad's old BMW, and you helped me okay. sort of sort that out too. Right. Yeah. Well, I want to talk real quick uh, more about the garage because um, you can see from this, and if you listen to the show, you can get a sense of the community that's come out of it. Um, if you've seen the garage, everybody has the same look the first time they arrive. Like, this is it. Fire hazard. Right. Very underwhelming. <laughs> very, very underwhelming. But Doug remembers before there was a community, there was like two of us, maybe three. Yeah, there was. For years. There wasn't a lot going on. Yeah. There, yeah, there wasn't a lot going on when I started showing up. But uh, the people that were there just kept coming back. I kept coming back and. How close do you want me to get? That's it. That's it. Right right That's what I want. Swallow. Six oh my inches. God. That's it. Yeah. Six, Six inches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just coming. It's been a long time. Uh, and going back over a decade, um, it's hard to say who showed up when because it just all kind of blurs together. But it's all good. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like when it it happened. Like it suddenly became a place. I like think a it gathering was place. like around 2012, 13. But That's in my mind, yeah. it's when you shut up. And the community happened, kind of the combination between you and I, and then suddenly it built yeah. from there. Well, we were kind of recruiting people. I do anybody out on the road. But, you know, it's blossomed into what it is today. And, and yeah, I've learned a great sense of community uh, from the Recycle Garage. And I would not be riding either if I hadn't stumbled upon it. Well, and the reason we have... Phil here because I mean I think everyone knows Phil is as much misfit as anybody here. Yeah, I'm not from here, right? In case you didn't pick <laughs> up on that, right? Outlander. Phil, thank you so much for coming all the way from Cleveland. So Phil, if you don't know, is on the Cleveland Moto Podcast. I hope you all listen. And um, it was early on that we kind of uh, discovered each other and found kind of the similarities, um, but also the same. I think like fun time we're having and not being so serious with the show and yeah no rivalry started whatsoever. visiting each other yeah you guys were the very first podcast that i was listening to you know looking for motorcycle podcasts couldn't find a good motorcycle podcast so i made one and then i realized that you guys were doing a better one than i was right and so then our fellow then our podcast fell apart so i kept listening to your podcast because we drink too much and that happens and life's changed but there's been so many experiences that I've shared with you guys, and you guys have also been nice enough to share with me. I got to go on a kilt ride in San Francisco <laughs> with Adrian. You're welcome. Sh- <laughs> yes. And I had to go to the thrift store and buy a lady's skirt, a young lady's skirt. And I'm a 12, by the way. And uh, so it was cool. But it was so much fun. And I got to do wheelies in San Francisco on Liza's bike. I got to have so much fun with everybody here. And then we realized that we were all the same person, right? And then we started doing like, okay, well, what other cross, you know, breeding or cross pollination can we do? Yeah, and actually, the kilt ride is next Saturday again. Yeah. 
So oh that is God. still going on. Oh, that's so cool. And that's one of those things I tell people about, that there are events that I head to. And I was just here in town for a zero dealer meeting thing. You know, I was doing that. But I've been riding, I've been riding scooters and motorcycles forever. And I, I knew Bagel. We, you know, we were friends in 1994-ish and stuff, going to scooter rallies, well, meeting up in the, you know, the East Coast and stuff like that. So there's that thing. And we do share that one little broken strand of DNA, all of us, every single one in the room, where we want to do the thing, but we want to don't want to do it the way that the marketing companies want us to do it necessarily. We want to do it on our terms. And we find other people that have that defective gene, and we go, Speak oh. for yourself, buddy. You know, yeah, really. No, you, the first time I met you, I was like, wow, he's too handsome. I, I, mean, I can't even look directly at him. Uh, yeah. It was tough to look at Doug the first time. I was like, damn. Yeah. And Zach, too. I was like, yeah, damn, this, this, they grow nice out here. So, but it is a really funny thing about this group, right? It's hilarious. And, but Liza, you can't resist Liza. You ever try to say no? Uh, yeah, right. She's all the peer pressure in the entire goddamn motorcycle universe in one package. You know? Yeah, you're gonna, like, you're gonna be like, oh, you're gonna get patched in and stuff like that. No, you just meet her. And then you're like, if she wants you there, you're gonna be there, man. Just give, give in, it goes easier. Some people need to be coerced to have fun. Yeah, Li- yeah. Liza's the mama bird that kind of kicks your ass out of the nest. <laughs> Says, here's a bike, go fly. And, and if you try to resist, she will wear pray. you down. Yep. Don't well, die too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and Phil, you've been out here many times and hung out with us, done stuff, but many of us have been to Cleveland to hang out with you and especially... That makes no damn sense. Go to AMA Vintage yeah. Days. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for that, for introducing us to that. For me, that is Disneyland. It is the happiest place on earth for me. <laughs> this last year when I was there, I'm like... <sighs> This is it. This is all of it right here. And uh, that is such a fun time. And we do equally crazy stuff there that we do here in our garage, too. That's why I have a little extra hole about two inches away from my butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Because of AMA Vintage Days and bad decisions made with hard liquor. It's the first time my bus that I owned was ever driven by somebody who had the credentials to drive it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was, and it, there's some pictures of us barely wearing any clothes at all. That was an epic trip. It yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> it was really I'll good. tell a quick story that plays into AMA Vintage Days. The first time we met uh, Emma Jameson, uh, me and Zach were looking at a bike, and Zach is devastatingly handsome. And uh, and then we're asking some question, and then we hear this, oh, I can tell you about thought. And we look up, and all I see are these painted toenails, sandals, and beads. And this beautiful Bro. vision of Emma sitting up there. <laughs> Fast forward to our first morning at AMA Vintage Days. We go pretty, everyone goes pretty hard at AMA Vintage Days. So we wake up out of the school bus, I think, the short bus, and uh, I'm looking for Emma, and like, I can't find her, and there's some tents, and I'm like, where's Emma? And I look under the, be- under the bus, and there's Emma. I'm like, oh my God, passed out under the bus. So I had to no. poke her with a stick. I was worried you were dead. No, you actually thought it was dead. We did? No, because you're not sure what to do at first. You're like, I'd like to get coffee maybe, maybe some coffee, then I'll come back and she'll know. But then you, but then you promptly got up, no longer in your painted slipper toenails and your pearls, but I think almost what you're wearing, and you grabbed a bottle of gin and took this big slug out of gin. I think we've got a picture of it. Which anyway, that, that was our introduction to AMA Vintage Days. Better than cornflakes. Yes. But yes. Um, I think what... 
Phil is touching on what everyone is touching on. Every single person in this room shares a commonality. And it's a very important commonality. We just share this visceral love of motorcycles. And it really doesn't matter who you are, where you've come from, where you've been, what you do. Do you like motorbikes? You're one of us. If you don't like motorbikes, yeah, it's probably best if you hang out somewhere else. <laughs> but the garage has changed every single one of our lives, and mine included. I was ready, I'd never be ready to give up motorcycling, but before Liza came along, you know, I was ready to kind of pursue another career and think about retirement. Heck no, I'm, I'm more into motorcycles now. Yeah, I'm in the industry, now. I've got my own shop. I, I absolutely live and breathe these. And it's entirely down to the garage. Everything I do at work, everything I do at home, every holiday I go on is all about motorbikes. It's wonderful. It's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, and I want to jump on. Everybody's talking about the community and the shared DNA. And the, the garage is a very unique place. It really is. There's very few co-ops that like it. I mean, I've been you know, with the vampires, and I've seen a lot of other motorcycle-dedicated spaces where you have the small communities, and the garage is one of the most welcoming, beginner-friendly, queer-friendly places out there, bar none. So that's why we can collect the people and be a safe space for people to explore and blossom. We, we, we're yeah, a bunch Hell of misfits. Yeah. Hell Just yeah. a bunch of misfits. That's yep. what it is. Um, I wanted to uh, talk a bit about the, the podcast and just kind of open up to see if anybody has a favorite guest topic or experience on the podcast that they want to share. Uh, can I say something about yes. my shirt before we go on? So Liza already, <laughs> I wanted to say Liza has berated me already because I have this, this hole in my shirt and I'm, I'm the first to admit I have a hole in this shirt. But I wanted to wear it because it's become so iconic. If anybody's seen pictures of me at the garage, you know, I'm wearing this Parts Unlimited shirt, and they're very, very hard to get. This is actually a Parts Unlimited rep shirt from 20 years ago. So they're impossible to find. So I just wanted to point out, that is why, and I will repair and, it. And you were nice <laughs> enough to take blue magic marker and paint your belly. So yes, you so <laughs> I, I'm blue underneath. It's repaired. <laughs> but I just wanted to point that out before we go any further. Okay. Do you have a favorite oh, guest? Oh, God, topic? yeah, bar none. Absolutely. It's actually a tank. It's, it's not marker. It's a, it's a tank top. Um, I was thinking Blue Painter's Day. Absolutely, without question, Wes Cooley. For the longest time, um, when Liza invited me first on the show, I wanted to actually bring something to the show. And I wanted to do a little bit about iconic women in in um, motorcycling. And I chose Beryl Swain, who was an Isle of Man TT racer from the early 60s, and Elspeth Beard, who was the first woman to ride around the world. And a couple of years later, we interviewed Elspeth. And that in itself was a lovely interview. She conducted it entirely from her bed. And she'd got the phone set on the bed, so all we saw were her arms waving around. But it was a great interview. And that was my favorite interview for many, many years until we interviewed Wes Coley. And that was just 
by far. What a lovely man. Yeah. And true champion. And I, I'm so glad because, of course, Wes passed away last year. And we interviewed him. I think we did the last public interview of Wes Cooley before he passed. Mm. So it's historic in itself. But it was a lovely insight into what makes the heart of a champion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll say, I, I think one of my favorites, and shout out to Morgan here, was Craig Vetter. Uh, Craig Vetter was somebody who, that name I knew growing up in motorcycling. It was, I mean, it was a big name. The day I got a Vetter fairing off the side of the road to put on my CB750, I was so excited, you know? And uh, the, that was the first time we got a Hall of Famer in our little garage on a podcast where I didn't think we could get people like that, you know? We were finding people with interesting stories, but I was like, I, I, wa- I wanted to talk to a Hall of Famer who had really big stories. Wow, he's got stories. The Wing, oh yeah. my gosh, I, that's one of my favorites because um, he's such a smart man. There's so many different things that he did, and um, that was that was a big one for me. Yeah, I'm gonna jump on and take the easy one. Yeah, Norman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That was Norman Reedus. Yeah, Norman Reedus. Just, I mean, yeah, the whole production of it of like, okay, this is a celebrity star who is showing interest in the garage and what we do, and wanting to do their own show to promote themselves, but to do their own thing. Um, but just some of the moments there, like when he rolled up on his bike um, and nobody knew who the hell he was, everybody's just like, oh my God, that's a sexy bike. <laughs> and everybody's just staring at the bike and we realize, oh wait, there's some guy on it. Oh wow, that's good. So you seem familiar. <laughs> Have I yeah. seen you somewhere before? <laughs> I think we got the CHP-led hooligan ride down Westcliff. Yep. Oh, that was part yeah. of the filming, yeah. right? Not that was boss. Tell your story about that. What? Well, because the production crew says, let's do a ride and we'll film you. And they have a camera car with a back flipped open and a cameraman. And we're going to just follow. And uh, knock realized something on this trip. Oh, uh, yeah. They can't do nothing about it. And I just did a couple of stupid wheelies. It was awesome. Yeah. We had CH, like, CHP blocking traffic in the streets <laughs> for us. And Knox like, yeah, like, I was like, I hope I don't advantage. stack this. Yeah. Okay, let's do Nolan. Yeah. Okay, that's great. One of the most memorable things was when we stopped right in front of the Dream Inn and we're all like feeling cool. We got the film crew and we're sitting. I think Norman was right next to you at the stop. You're up front. And then your mirror fell off. <laughs> that was a good one. Like, I'll hold up. Norman reaches down, like gives you your mirror back. We're like... It's not motorcycles and people have their shit together. It's <laughs> motorcycles and misfits. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there was like filming the podcast and actually, you know, the viewing party as well. When we actually got to see it on oh, TV, yeah. it was like, oh, was holy fun. crap, we're on TV. Yeah, it was fun. We're like, yeah. yeah I like because uh, because of that episode that we're like at least four degrees away from like Star Wars characters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Mace Windu and, uh, you know, the, what's his name? Uh, Quentin Tarantino movies and stuff. It's pretty neat. Now, Nock, you're not easily impressed by stars. What's been one of your favorite topics or guests? I liked having Wayne Rainey. That yeah. was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah, at Moto Talbot with his race-winning bikes. That was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, to interview him and then go over to his bike and have him point stuff out and explain stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, we started nerding out about how, like, oh, yeah, these forks, you could just take them apart with this, you unscrew this, and they always leak, da 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 It was just very nerdy but very cool, you know? It's like... I love that technical stuff, and to have the actual guy who rode the bike who won championship on it telling you that this thing kind of sucks uh, to a certain degree is pretty rad. Yeah. 
And nerding out is something that I think uh, a lot of our listeners, I hope, appreciate who stick with us because we do nerd out about stuff sometime. And in fact, uh, Jim and I had an experience once in the back of a car. Oh, oh really? You <laughs> said you were. Um, wait a minute. Was wait it, a I knew it. I knew it. I was it uncomfortable? With the back of the Phil the and money. Emma in the front. And these two got in a conversation about like KLRs or and Jim and I are sitting back it was like watching the two podcasts live and it was like the two of them just deep diving in like well and the 32 tooth and the you know and you're like what we filmed it it was brilliant it could have been a standalone episode for both the podcasts well this is that problem is you guys think you're like well you know he seems like he might have his shit together no all I've done is motorcycle crap since I was four years old right <laughs> and so like I didn't do well in the army I didn't do well in the police department motorcycle crap is the only thing I've ever done that I've been any good at at all and so I can't remember your name but I damn sure remember that you got a DRZ 400 SM right <laughs> um, and that you totally Come on, man. Did you see which way the clip was on his chain? He has no idea what he was doing. Clueless. <laughs> right. I can never respect the guy again. I, I am going to judge clip. you on oh, how well you maintain the brakes Absolutely. on your bike. I will judge you right now. I'm, I've already so checked your clutch you and play you. before I've even talked to you. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's absolutely true. I mean, we, to a certain extent, I mean, we have to be on the spectrum because we are so <laughs> focused on one thing and we're just so, miserable at life. Okay. But Who's got the bills? Got that covered. <laughs> Anyone else have a favorite moment? I'll, I'll throw a couple wait. things out. One is, um, for interviews, is Mike Corbin. I like Mike, and yeah. I think a lot of people here know Corbin. They've probably been there or have seats, but it was the whole electric motorcycle <sighs> part of it. You know, him having a, an, a land speed record that stood for so long, and I don't understand all the magic and the electric <laughs> stuff, but it had to have a knife switch because the shit might just melt together, and he four, would never stop going four at 200 knife miles switches an hour. That he, yeah. Went in series each time going faster. But, you know, one of the things I've enjoyed the most, and a lot of things steep in my learning curve, you know, watching you ride one-handed over 17, listening to dance tunes <laughs> while I'm terrified on my FC6, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's the events we go to. Um, and one of my favorites still is when Doug and I went to the One Moto show for the very first time in Portland, I don't know, maybe six years ago. And it was so much fun because we didn't know what we were doing. We took recording equipment. We did, and it came out. I think it turned out to be a pretty fun podcast. But you get to meet so many people. You know, like a lot of people in this room, we see you all at the events. And what I've enjoyed the most is just that experience of going and traveling around the country, literally. You know, AMA, of course, but then so many other places. We'll be in Vegas in a month or two, and the opportunity to to really jump into the industry and and, and steepen your learning curve. The away great. missions that we go on, yes. and have people that just are like, "Oh my God!" And then it's that that thing is that it's that momentary brush of greatness where you're like, the hair stands up on the back of your neck, and you're like, "Somebody's going to take me out." I know that that that's like. Yeah, aren't you so-and-so? I'm like, no, man, I paid the child support. You don't need to jump and chase me down. But everywhere we go, somebody pops up and goes, oh, I love the podcast. And I'm like, statistically, that's impossible. I know how many listeners we have. Like, I know three of them. And when anytime we travel and people show up and we do dumb things like seven or eight podcast people all together at the same table, you want to see nothing get done? 
You want to yeah. see a top ten list that goes on for three and a half damn hours, <laughs> right? Yeah, worst. yeah. People coming up to you like, "Oh, I seen you on the, or I heard you on the podcast, or I saw you on the show," and they're like, like, "Holy crap, who are you?" <laughs> but uh, Kat, you had one. Yeah. Oh, I had two. Um, so Cody Webb has oh. always been one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Cheers to Cody. I. The sheer, he just bends the laws of physics. Yeah. Like, there, there's no rationale for what he does. And he does it so seamlessly that it's just breathtaking. And I had just had my first day in dirt before that podcast. And mm. I ate shit so <laughs> much. And I just remember coming out of it being like, this is black magic. I cannot... I cannot do this. You are ice skating on toothpicks. There is no fucking way that this is possible. And then I watched him just, like, dance through absolute fuckery. And it was, it was insane. I, I, yeah, I had, yeah. I think it was that podcast that you're talking about. I had, like, fangirl moment of, like... Oh, yeah. Because uh, I had just watched Cody at Erzberg. Uh, like, that clip was going around of him going through and just, like, floating around. And, like, you saw it was when he did the pass on the right that was over the gap to get in the lead. It was just like, oh, my. Like, I was in awe of that one. And then we're doing the interview and doing the interview. I was like, okay, we got a guest, we got a guest, et cetera. And then, like, about halfway through the episode, it clicked. Of, like, oh, wait, that's them. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think I distinctly remember us watching the videos before. And then when he walked in, all of the women at zero, at uh, at recycle just like stopped took a breath and like our eyes must have gone in opposite directions to look at each other we were just like <laughs> y'all this were is thirsting. him y'all like, thirsted hard oh god and it, we were just like staring at each other looking at him staring back at each other going like oh he can ride a motorcycle and he's nice looking this is just not fair <laughs> Uh, my second one is Yuri Berrigan. Yes. Uh, and that's because it's Supermoto at the Who's Isle Yuri? of Man. Like, and this was, this was when I had just also gotten my XR. And I was like, he's riding a Supermoto at the Isle of Man. I can ride a Supermoto at the Isle of Man. And no, I cannot. I definitely cannot. But like for a moment there, I, I was like, you know, I can do this. <laughs> And it's those moments that the podcast gives us that's like super cool is that we're tangential to awesomeness for for a hot second. And we just think we delude ourselves into thinking that maybe we could get there one day. (laughs) Yeah. Train at the monastery for 25 years. Uh Yeah. 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 We can we can become the best badass thing there is. Then you realize the position is taken. (laughs) Well, talking about it's the same. We're just talking about it. It's the same thing as training, isn't it? Oh, totally. If we talk about it long enough, we'll, we'll get we'll know. Getting tired of thinking about it. Oof. Man. <laughs> yeah. Though, actually, one of my fun memories of the garage, I'm not sure where you're taking yeah. Eliza, but um, one of my fun memories is watching all y'all get into dirt. That was fun. Yeah. I got to see you grow from like, I oh my got God, like, to dirt. like skating around, et cetera, to now, how many distant places have you been? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dirt's addictive. I think everyone here, yeah. you know, once you get taste the taste of the dirt, yeah. Uh, but I also think about when we're getting into the dirt, we always start on a cheap bike. I remember riding with Megan, yeah. who had that XR200, and uh-huh. the exhaust had fallen off, and she was unaware. <laughs> no, yeah. I was still going down no, 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 no. the... She wasn't that riding wasn't that. I lent, I lent my bike to... Was it Lucas's brother? Yeah, I, I lent so. my bike to Lucas's brother, and he came back. And <laughs> He's all, it sounds weird. It sounds kind of weird, guys. And it's like, yeah, because the exhaust fell off. And he was like, ha, ha, ha. No, really. The exhaust <laughs> fell off. And he turned around, and he looked... 
where is it? I was like, I don't know. Go fucking find I it. I and found it on a trail. <laughs> and we made him go back and find my exhaust. And he, he came back and it was sticking out of his backpack. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But I actually, in getting, you know, I listened to a bunch of episodes, like old, old episodes, the last few days to get kind of like get myself in the mindset for this. I listened to the one before we went on the dirt and you, Liza, were like, I'm a little afraid. And I, I listened to that and I was like, that's weird. Like, looking at like what you've done now, it's weird to think that there was a time when that was actually said. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a little afraid of this. I'm a little scared of going into the dirt. And yeah, you're worried about your knees. And you're yeah, like, okay, knees, you know, yeah. I'll just go light and I'll just take the, you know, the easy trails and that sort of thing and very, t- like, tentative about it. And now look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still hate it. Yeah, you're still scared. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, that shit hurts, man. Yeah. Yeah, your current selection of bikes says otherwise. Well, for so many Sundays, every Sunday, you know, I open up the garage, see who's going to show up, and people show up. And a lot of times people are working on bikes, and it's fun to help people and, and to see the triumphs and sometimes the failures and see people, you know, push through and, 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 and succeed. But then there are a lot of times we're not wrenching. We're doing other stuff. So you this. Yes. That was a job. If you haven't cleaned all the dildos, have you been a recycle member? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I still think one of my biggest. Too. I think one of my biggest contribution to the garage overall for its overall success is giving you those dildos. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, this video is called. And no, I won't tell the history of this. Sunday Fun Day. <laughs> So, I've been working all day on this thing. Finally getting the uh, RM125 engine back together after full engine teardown, rebuild. Um, the Conrad, I don't know how. Don't know, but it's all back together. Let's see if it fires up. Ooh, that bike. That look at that smile. Yeah, yeah buddy. Success. Craig cheated. You're in the thick of it now. Wow, you got some sexy men here, huh? <laughs> yeah, do God's work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nice. Uh, the number That's of so injuries legal. that is caused. That was the heyday. <laughs> oh no, that's the real hero. Right there. Naked chariot racing. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of fun. I wanted to um, uh, see if uh, anyone wants to share any stories. Um, I know one thing. There's been a lot of pranks played in the garage. Don't look at me, Megan. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) 
And in fact, uh, I was sharing stories this last weekend about the Naked Cowboy. The Naked <laughs> Cowboy was like the beginning of all of the pranks. Yes. I think it was. Oh, it really yeah. was. You guys tell the Naked Cowboy Go story. Ahead. You started it because you had gone into Lisa's house <laughs> with when she was out of town and you put naked, like half naked cowboys everywhere. Right. Where did we get those magazines from? It wasn't me. It was Daniel. But so you went in with Daniel and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And you put like naked cowboys everywhere. Yeah. They cut out pictures from a nudie magazine. So we had this, we had taped this them joke. all over my house. We had this joke where we had this this thing where we were we were hiding them on each other's bikes. Well, no, in the garage first. Yeah. yeah. And waiting for them months sometimes for them to replace the battery or something and finally lift up the seat and find this. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Giant schlong. It was like this. Yeah, thing. probably. Yeah. And then that that evolved into. Liza going house. on vacation, yeah. and we hid. Uh, yeah, Daniel and I hid scantily clad. Like open the cow, washing machine. Oh, hey, okay. <laughs> in, like, in Pickle the, jar in, in the refrigerator. Roll down, the roll down projector screen. The what now? <laughs> Is that why we can't go back? Oh, there? It's a classic. But the and naked cowboy lasted for years. It lasted, and then Liza took one, and she hid it. In your bike. Yeah. Oh, and is that okay? Yes, yeah, that's was how it with, okay. with the paperwork. So if he got pulled over, he pull out the paperwork. <laughs> and and then like you started hiding it, and we all just started hiding this naked cowboy in each other's stuff. And uh-huh. it would we'd go months, we'd go weeks, and the cowboy would just show up and then disappear again. And that was kind of and then like we went into her house with googly eyes. That was uh-huh. you and me. Oh, and we put googly eyes. eyes all she over went on us. vacation again. <laughs> and, don't and go that's really how the pranking all I was trying started. to remember what happened to the so, naked cowboy. Um, someone put it in my bike, and then I sold it. <laughs> Somewhere out there. It was, it was on my EX500, and it got sold to this like nice young woman, and it was her first bike. <laughs> and I don't know... Yeah. Welcome to Motorcycles, yeah. bitch. <laughs> you got a surprise at some point. I remember at one point, I believe it ended up in... Inside the lining on Lucas's helmet, <laughs> so that it was like on his forehead, and he Sounds didn't know. Right. <laughs> yeah, the pranks were Amazing. good, and that's. I remember butt crack of the month. Yeah, we yep. had a frame yep. in the garage, and like we take pictures of people's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I, I won butt the crack of the month so many times. <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, there was a photo of someone sitting on. Lucas's bike with his jacket on, and we're like, "That's not Lucas's ass. Who the hell is this?" We're like, "This looks. This Lucas's jacket. Lucas's bike." (laughs) No, it was the yellow. It was the bumblebee. It wasn't Lucas's bike. It was my bike. See how good my memory is. Yeah, Yeah, it was my bike. Somebody sat on my bike. Sent me a picture of their ass on my bike. Yeah, we couldn't figure out whose butt it was. The detectives here are like, "Who is? Who is it?" Wait, that's Lucas's Alpine Stars jacket. Oh my but god, Lucas. that's Lucas. <laughs> then it was like, no, that can't be Lucas. Like, he's got a really me. flabby butt. <laughs> <laughs> and it was because I took the picture in Lucas's jacket right. on my bike. <laughs> nice. And then everyone thought he had a big flabby. Butt. <laughs> oh god, there were some really good pranks. Um, I remember. It wasn't at the garage, but um, actually, no, it was. This guy showed up, because there's a taqueria. You guys have been there. There's the taqueria. And this guy showed up on a um, moped, and like he just walked off into the taqueria. And we all figured 
hey, it's probably someone who's going to the garage. So we went inside and we printed out a bunch of pictures of penises. <laughs> and we plastered penises all over this guy's moped. And then he just like came out of the taqueria and left. <laughs> and we were just like, oh, whoops. <laughs> he wasn't coming to the I garage. I think one of them will replace the like one on his license him. plate. And you could barely tell. It was, it was a collateral dicking. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are a lot of good ones. Does someone else want to go? I can go well, on. I mean, there's the tradition of getting your bike dicked. And a lot of people don't understand what this is. And it's almost like a hazing when you first come to the garage on your bike. Yeah, no one's immune. And if if you're visiting the the garage for the first time, either on your bike or on a priceless bike that you've borrowed from a museum (laughs) and you want to show the misfits, inevitably... a couple of hours into your visit, they'll say, oh, can you pose with your bike? And you're like, oh, I'm all proud of this. And so you'll stand behind the bike and pose with it. Little do you know that somebody's come along with this giant dildo, stuck it on the bike, and of course you're standing there posing with your bike, not probably. realizing there's yeah, a dildo probably. on it. It is a ballet to it try is. and hide this yeah. dildo from our unsuspecting guests so and trying to maneuver them into place while someone else is sneaking around. On, on a very early visit to the garage... I brought down quite a rare scooter that belonged to one of my clients, a Simpson from East Germany. And I think at one stage or another, it ended up with about seven dildos on it, just stuck all over the bike. It was absolutely well, horrific. There was more dildo than moped. And, and, and we also we also dicked Norman Reedus's bike for the photo did. shoot, didn't we? Yes. yes, we did. And it got photoshopped. <laughs> yeah, it got photoshopped it out. I couldn't figure out why these guys were so excited about a CB400 F <laughs> Super Sport. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, I'm riding up the coast and everything else. It's a red CB400 F Super Sport. It's cool, but it's not the coolest bike in the world. But she was just like, oh, no, come over here. We want to get you behind the bike right here and the whole deal. And I'm eating that shit up. I'm from out of town. I don't know the rules. And I then, then sure enough, later on, I'm like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> and you know what, though? I will say that. That dick has got 90,000 miles on it. That <laughs> dick has been everywhere. Um these guys show up at AMA Vintage Days. I don't know if you've ever been there. There's a lot of red hats with interesting slogans on them, right? And so it's a very kind of a different environment, and they might not be cool, right? And so by the Saturday night, there's this dude who all I can say is, go, man. And he just is clearly very proud to be an American. But he's running around with the dick. The <laughs> dick. You know, we all know the dick. And he's got the dick on the front of his ATV. And it's just everywhere he goes. And after a while, Liza's like, have you seen the dick? It's missing. The dick had gone missing. This was a motorcycles and misfits mystery. We had to solve the mystery of the missing rubber dick. And it went on for hours. And we did find it was that guy he thought it was so interesting. And this is a guy that you would not expect to think that it was interesting. But he jammed it on the front of his ATV, mm-hmm. and he just was having a blast with it. It was the first <laughs> cool moment of his entire goddamn life. That but warms my to... heart. It really does. Yeah, I, I think I saw it go by. I'm like, someone else brought one? <laughs> They're fighting. The dildos are fighting. I I remember too, and unfortunately, this episode we had a we recorded this episode and it it played out beautifully 
and then like the computer took a shit or something. Yeah. Um, many years ago, Lucas was trying to sell his bike. <laughs> it was, was it the movie star yeah. one? It was the CBR 600RR with like the movie star graphics and he uh, was having the one? hardest yeah. time. Yes. Selling this motorcycle. <laughs> and he bitched about this selling this motorcycle for the longest time. And so I made well, a bunch and, of... And you know when you list something, the kind of people are contacting you. Yep. And lowball offers and, and all the idiots, and right? And so I made about like 10 different email accounts. <laughs> and I started emailing, <laughs> responding to Lucas's Craigslist. Jicks or wait. So yeah, yeah, just to drive him crazy. Yeah. And... I sent him some of the most absurd things that I could imagine. And at one point, Lucas texted me, and he's like, there's this chick emailing me, and I think she wants to trade sex for my motorcycle. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, God, I made a huge mistake. Like, what if I get something that I really don't want? <laughs> and so... I'd been doing this for a few weeks at that point. And... Um, and Liza suggested that we have this great topic for one of our podcasts. Have you had a difficult time selling your bike on Craigslist? <laughs> and we start talking about it. And Lucas, if you guys have listened to the first number of episodes, Lucas is a fun guy. And Lucas went off the rail. <laughs> Absolutely off the rail. He was going on and on. And he pulled his phone out and he started reading all this stuff. I, I believe and the episode is called Lucas Let's Loose. Yeah, and I think it, it went, it disappeared. Like something happened to it. If it's, I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. And Lucas like went on and on and on. And I tried to interrupt him a few times because it was getting absurd. <laughs> and I was like, Lucas, stop. It was me. They were all me. And the look of just like horror on his face. And, and I was like, I'm sorry if I took it too far. He's like, I thought a bunch of people were interested in my bike. <laughs> that, was, that, that was a good one. It's like I was going to get some. <laughs> Man. Uh, another fun thing at the garage has been mini bikes. Yes. We've all had fun on mini bikes. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. They're perfect uh, for towing milk crates with people on them. <laughs> yeah, chairs. I remember there was, a there was a phase where we were doing mini bike drag races in the street in front yeah. of the house. Mm -hmm. I even went so far as to take a can of spray paint and draw a start line <laughs> in the street and we'd line up and go and they're little CT70s. We're not going real fast. Go right past the police station. Yep. Going right past the police station. I remember I lined up against, I think it was Moti one time mm -hmm. and and somebody was about to go go and I saw a cop car coming up the street so I turned into a drive in the neighbor's driveway and hid behind a bush <laughs> while Moti took off <laughs> not seeing the cop car hey. and she's pulling up and here comes a cop car and he stops and she stops and I'm just behind the bushes giggling and he's like you know we can hear you from inside the building. <laughs> like, just annoyed at us. Do, do you remember when we got Officer Kenny to pull Donut over? Oh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. <laughs> it's fun when you have a... Uh, we had a, 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 a Kenny the Cop who mm -hmm. come by in his, on his cruiser, uh, I mean, on his car, full uniform, and stop in to yeah. help people wrench. He adjust so cables and do stuff. He, he was just, so sweet. Yeah, he's so sweet. Um, but there was, yeah, a new kid. Let's haze him. And so I'm like, hey, there's a new kid named Donut. Um, 
let's play a prank on him. Didn't you tell Donut to like? So ride one of he your was bikes out riding a mini bike around the around yes. the block, and so and Kenny happened to pull up while he was gone, and we're like, I went up, I went up to yeah, we <laughs> fill in the cop, like this is the kid, <laughs> make some up, whatever. So I'm like, hey Donut, um, there was a there's a cop here. He wants to talk to you, <laughs> and he's like, oh what? And Kenny's like. <laughs> gestures him over and he's like what did I do oh shit and Kenny just started like oh he started grilling him and grilling all of us are standing him. around kind of like pretending not to watch but we're all like <laughs> trying not to bust up laughing it was hilarious and yeah he, he almost shit his pants yeah. Yeah. And, and he let it go for a few minutes enough to get his hackles up you know yeah and then uh, we discovered yeah you could tie milk crates to the back yeah of Mini bikes and chariot racing was born, as you saw. That's how you learn how to fly, right? Yep. Get right into it the is. ditch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Jim, you like telling that story. When you well, shot I, the I wasn't, ditch, I wasn't I the monkey. I was my favorite <laughs> piloting a bike. And yeah, with yeah, well, the chariot races. We haven't done it in a while, which is probably a good thing. But obviously, <laughs> it, 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 it's a milk crate on yeah. a on a big Harley disc, and uh, we don't drag it around. Well. I think Cat is probably the 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 champion of yeah. chariot racing. I try. I don't know if it's winning necessarily, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were filming it one day, and, and we're going around circles in the parking lot. In the middle of the parking lot, there was a bioswale. So, you know, you can imagine a little bioretention drainage area. It drops around around three feet. I think you were going for the whole shot. Yeah, I tried to take the inside corner. And we were cheering because, you know, Liza's competitive. Well, we all know Liza. She's, she is competitive. And, and, and it's a Honda Elite scooter dragging a milk crate, for God's sake. But no, get the whole shot. So she did, boy. She shot right into that ditch. It was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> but that's the one thing with the chariot racing. It, it, there's never a dull moment. We even had the mud chariots out in uh, AMA. But. Yeah. I think that was like the first time you had, had dumped or crashed in a like exceptionally long time, too. And I remember the talk around the garage was salacious. <laughs> it was like Liza hit the ground and everybody was well, just eating it up because we all eat shit possible. all the time. I just remember <laughs> there was a curb there and I didn't want to get my ankle crushed in the curb, so I leapt. I just yep. dove into a ditch and kind of disappeared out of sight from everyone. Had and down. then I just did the thumbs up <laughs> from the brilliant. ditch. Yeah. That's nice. what you do. Oh, I have a crash in motorcycle in 20 years or whatever. And yeah. that happened, you stopped. <laughs> yeah. I don't you you guys are obviously we all eat this up but there was a period of time where every week a misfit took a dive. Yeah. There was a period of time, right, where Henry started Henry. it. Yeah. Henry started it. <laughs> new guy, very enthusiastic. He started it and like I'd listen. Oh my god, that sounds horrible. And then you took a terrible <laughs> dive. Oh my yeah. god, that sounds horrible. And then Emma took a dive. And I was like, oh, my God, that, what the hell's in the water in Santa Cruz? These guys are all on the ground. And it was just one of those very strange things where you guys had some strange energy going on right. in the club. Mm-hmm. And I vividly remember we caught a couple of emails of people saying, guys, we love your show, but you've got to stop crashing. <laughs> it was literally yeah. week after week. And I took that bad dive on the Trident yeah. on that priceless yeah. Yeah. prototype trident that I just destroyed 
And then, um, Kat, you were the week before, yeah, or two weeks before. Wait, which one was that, Kat? There's been so many. Okay, I haven't been down that much. Let me just say, I just fucking commit. It's like you guys just kind of layer down. Yes. I like high side into the moon. So let's, like, hasn't been that many. I just go for impact, okay? <laughs> Henry, Henry is apparently Gumby. You can't I know, you him. just pop right back right. up, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, he's, he's got quantity. I've got quality. Let's like and every <laughs> single right. Every single one of his was in orbit. Yeah, you know. So it's like yeah. That's I right. hate to say, Henry, we were pointing at the back of your aerostitch suit today, and it looked like someone had drug you about five hundred <laughs> meters down the around the on the highway from it. Yeah, if you're interested in buying motorboard or an aerostitch, talk to Henry. <laughs> <laughs> or a lightly crashed motorboat, or an Aprilia. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, the chariots, we have so much fun. Kat, you, I think, were the first one who really got into the whole leaning and technique and... I'm competitive as shit, yo. (laughs) Ask my father about go-karting with me. There has been broken ribs. (laughs) I am unfortunately competitive, and I started mimicking... Uh, Cindy Creech when she was a sidecar monkey and I watched those videos and I was like I can fucking do this (laughs) so I started leaning and then Charlie got into it and it got really competitive really quick (laughs) yeah and then we started being able to pick up more speed when we started getting squatty and leaning into it uh huh you were, yeah, it was like perching on the milk crate and all these contortions. I'm stretching beforehand. Milk crate, like, when you go around the turn, it kind of wants to, like, flip. Yeah. You know, like, keep your body on the other side, like, torque it over the other way. And keep it low. Yeah. This doesn't feel safe at all. Yeah, the brake rotor underneath was definitely a good addition because it allowed the slide. Yeah. And reflectors. Yeah. The reflectors well, are what sneak up on you and take you out, man. Oh, yeah. That's what the... And yeah, the in that, that short video clip that I played a minute ago, if you were paying attention, there were cars in the parking lot. <laughs> so we had people positioned yeah. at the back bumper of a car to be a human bumper yeah. in case the monkey went wide. No, uh, there was, there was, was a child. There was a, a child and a motorcycle got taken out in a dirt bag. Yeah, it was carnage. We we took out a kid and a Harley. Yeah, I remember I threw James under um, a big moving truck one time. So and mm-hmm. I would like to clarify, only the Harley was damaged, not the kid. Yeah, I, shout out to Clay Murphy. There's Clay, a picture. who was the monkey, a kid got clotheslined because he just it, he went wide and the kid was standing out too much got clotheslined and flipped in the air and clay reached out with one hand and caught the kid wow while still being the monkey on clay is a super got bad reflexes so we we quietly put the ttr 125s away after that we're like yeah. okay quietly and swiftly do you know what i did want to bring up you you mentioned dirtbag and Dirtbag was another one of those. I've been doing motorcycle events my entire life. Did their last one. What's that? Did you ever go to I did go oh, to yeah. Dirtbag. And not only did I go, but apparently I broke the cardinal rule of California as I brought a two-stroke triple. <laughs> so I, I showed up at Dirtbag with, you know, a Kawasaki S3 400. It was too nice for Dirtbag. Well, but it, was, it, it met all the requirements. It made smoke. Yeah, and it, it made a lot of smoke. It was only running on two of the three cylinders, right? Well, it, it was intermittent. Yeah, okay. It's seven thousand third of light up, and things got it spectacular. Very old, you know, cylinder fighting, 
Right, exactly. <laughs> so we go out to this event, and we're like, Liza's like, oh, this is great. And, I'm, you know, we're going to meet Paul and everything. It's just really cool. And I meet some friends of mine that live in San Francisco. They're like, Jesus Christ, what the hell? Are you everywhere? And I'm like, well, these are my people now. And so we're doing this, and somebody was like, you know, you should do drag races here now. I'm like, there's 1,200 people. They're like, well, no, they'll move. And so whatever... And so we joked that like every hour on the hour, we would fire up the Kawi twer- the triple. And then that guy brought like an old dilapidated KZ900 race bike, quarter mile bike. And we would just run against each other for an eighth of a mile. We knew that it was like 78 parking spaces. And we'd just go. And it was epic. And that thing, that event was so bizarre mm-hmm. for somebody that goes to motorcycle events that are planned and there's organization. And that was another thing where I got to see you guys interacting with other parts of the motorcycle world because there's a lot of firepower in this group. Nobody will admit it, but a lot of the people in Motorcycles and Misfits have ridden across America, over America, around America, through America, all the different places in different countries and different places in Pakistan and all these exotic, strange things. And don't let the name fool you. Every one of these folks is a motorcycle maniac, a true professional, an exotic true hero of the sport. And don't ever, ever sell any of the misfits short because you talk to somebody, you're like, oh, this is hilarious. Knock wheelies bikes that are, and you're just like, God damn, look at him go. And you're just like, everybody's playing grab ass, but you don't realize the amount of immense talent. I got to say, hats off to all of you because when I met you, you were a child. (laughs) (laughs) And now you're terrifyingly fast, right? Yeah. Yeah. I met him, he was a dad on a bicycle (laughs) and now he's sick in the sand. Like, this is amazing. You guys really do, you don't take enough time acknowledging your greatness. So I'm Well, and that's something about the community aspect. Checks in the mail, Phil. Thank you. (laughs) We all kind of, I think, bring each other into different types of writing and try new things. And that's, to me, being a misfit. It's, what you have up here is a passion for two wheels, for all the different types of two wheels. What else you got? We like to see more, you know, and learn more. And we all learn from each other and become better riders. You're fearless is what I would like to say. Because that's the thing. Everybody out there in that group that all raised their hands up earlier, everybody brought a story. Nobody's ever stepped up and, and had nothing to say. Nobody's ever stepped up and had nothing to give. So, yeah, that's, that's really good. So, and I think that's why for a lot of the people here, um, like who has like, come to the garage for the first time and you felt like you already knew everybody, right? But we know when somebody shows up who we don't know, but we know you're one of us. We know that you're like us, that you love motorcycles that much and that we have that common bond. That's why we are the misfits. We have this one thing that brings us together that we all love so much. And that's why we know for all the listeners out there, you're like us too, and that's something that is just so much fun and, and a huge reward uh, for me in doing the show. Um, one of the things that I do on the podcast regularly is game time. Uh-oh. Yay! Oh, boy. Oh, guess what? It's game time. That's right. 
So uh, I created a game that everyone gets to play. This game is called Bizarre Motorcycle Headlines. I'm going to read you two different headlines. One is real and one is fake. All you have to do is guess which one is the real one. So you guys can play along too. Um, here's what you do. I'll give you two options. You hold up either one or two fingers and show which one you think is the real headline. Okay, you guys ready to play? Sure. All right. All right. First one. Tiger chases motorcyclist in India. That's or a Tuesday. Killer marmot sends motorcyclist over cliff to their death. Damn. Two? Everyone got a guess? Oh, I'm going to go one. I've seen video that is relevant to number two. Oh. Filmed in India, this video is showing a large Bengal tiger chasing down a motorcycle. Hey,キリキリ。おお、ヘアのね。ヘイケリケリ。ヘイケリ。ヘイケリ。ヘイケリ。ヘイケリ。ヘイケリ。ヘイケリ。ヘイケリ。ヘイケリ。ヘイケリ
I think it looks kind of cool. Good point. I think it looks kind of cool. Well, all right. I'd write it once. All right, here's the next one. Anyone get that one too? Yeah, I did. All right. Florida woman faces custody battle over her potty trained motorcycle riding pet alligator. (laughs) Damn. Or circus bear escapes on motorcycle. Panicking citizens of Vlogda, Russia. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> I want both of them to be real. Uh, two is real. Is there an option for yes? <laughs> but it's Florida. Florida woman. Oh. <laughs> Meet Rambo, a 15-year-old alligator who lives in a house with Florida-based Mary Thorne. Clocking Amazing. in at 125 pounds, Rambo weighs the same as a human. He Rambo. wears clothes, rides on a motorcycle, and has his own bedroom like a human, too. Thank you, Florida, for so continuing to give. Never doubt Ra- Florida Rambo person. is the one with the hair and the shirt, right? That's not just the, a the, still animated suitcase. That's all that is. It's a teeny yeah. tiny alligator. It's 15 years old. Is that what you said? It it's got so older. It's so small. It got older. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. All right. I don't think anybody asked the alligator. If they stay that small, can I have one? <laughs> yes. No. No. Megan, you don't tell me no. You already said no to dogs. A murder salamander. No, said the mom. No. All right. Spicy. All right. Has anyone got all of them right so far? No, I missed that. Nobody. I missed that one. I missed that one. Yeah, these titles are pretty good, Liza. All right. Ninety-two-year-old man sets two records at once. Fastest Goldwing and oldest land speed racer. Or man teaches his three year old son to ride a Goldwing. Do you, I think, I think uh, everyone's seen, seen the one. video. Two. Yeah, two. Uh, one. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Former MotoGP and World SBK racer Keenan Sofoglu has let his three year old son take a Honda Goldwing for a spin around a track. When it's time to stop the ride, his dad will run alongside him, giving him instructions and eventually grabbing the handlebars to bring the bike to a stop. What in the world? Um, I like. I That's like what kid, cat man. would look like on a Goldwing, I think. I like motorcycle families. Yeah. And I like kids, yeah. but that makes me nervous. Wow, I'm kind of jealous. Crazy? I gotta say. I wish. Next I time somebody tells you how hard it is to ride a wing. Three year olds do it. All right. Can you pick it up, Next though? one. Couple wed on motorcycle by Hell's Angel minister while riding on highway. Or last Tuesday, young then. female motorcycle influencer unmasked as 50-year-old man. Number two is real. I think number two, two is real. One. I got to guess? Okay. Young female motorcycle influencer. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> A motorcycle influencer with 18,000 followers has been using FaceApp to appear <laughs> 30 amazing. years younger. Oh and as a woman, Zongu has been using editing software to morph himself into a younger, beautiful woman. His reasoning, no filter. his reasoning being that he thought nobody would be interested in what he had to say. The clues that some followers had spotted included a reflection of a man in a wing mirror and an unusually hairy arm for a woman in one picture. <laughs> wow. Was it a voiceover too, or? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, one. if you're Everybody's using that much video standards. editing, the voice shifting, like morph box and the rest, totally easy. But uh, yeah, this mm. hit a lot. Um, so the uh, queer uh, trans circles. Zongu. 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 Zongu, the librarian. I am actually a chihuahua. I think you made that up. Okay. All right. You guys ready for the next one? 
Kawasaki has built a robotic goat you can ride. No, seriously. Or Honda teaming with NASA to build a motorcycle for the moon. Two. I think the second story is an old story. Yeah, it's an old story. That's for the first like, story is a new story. Kawasaki. <laughs> they answer a question nobody yeah. has ever asked by revealing the awesome. Bex RoboGoat. As for why yeah. Kawasaki has created the Bex isn't entirely clear beyond it being a boastful example of how technology has advanced so far. And possibly we're looking at the next Sick. generation of Versus. So, <laughs> oh, no. so, so that one's like a little bit, fa- that's like the little bit climbing twitchy because they did actually work on a motorcycle for the moon. If that, that, you just, guessed it's an older story. Oh. you weren't too far off, and we talked about this on the last episode, NASA oh, okay. almost sent a, a mini bike to the moon instead of the familiar Apollo lunar buggy. The secret of project was developed in case the Apollo buggy was not finished in time, but alas, it never made it to orbit. No, it didn't. Yeah, yeah, and this is an amazing picture of an astronaut on a, a factory CT90 that they weren't, yes, NASA is aware you cannot take a carbureted motorcycle to the moon. <laughs> That's what I was, I was looking at. This was just a test fit to see in, in a suit if they could con- do all the controls. He's got the foot dab ready and everything. Yeah, they ready to roll. then developed an electric mini bike that they tested on the Vomit Comet and anti-gravity. And I wonder if that was the first electric minibike. Might have been. In the for those, like Artemis is on its way back right now, so who knows? Yeah. We may actually get a motorcycle on the moon later. Yeah, pretty crazy. So thank you for playing Bizarre Headlines. I, who got, I want that Who goat. got like at least five? Anyone? Uh, I missed two. <laughs> I no. got one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so crazy. So um, I wanted to open it up to the mistress here, see if anyone has any stories they want to share about podcasts, about the guests, about the garage, about um, how you've changed you know, over the years from the podcast. Some of my best memories. Oh, no. <laughs> If oh, any of y'all have been listening long enough, you'll remember the Moto Bandito. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Those were the best. Some of my best memories Those was just best. sitting down with Liza and brainstorming these ridiculously stupid, over-the-top... Products. Yeah. Uh, faux commercials. And we had so much fun just being stupid in the studio, just the two of us. And I enjoyed the snap-off tools. We, we <laughs> put these out in the podcast... Expecting oh, a, a, yeah. a huge, massive amount of emails like, what is this stupid thing? Like, it's so far. Nothing. Crickets. Like, total no, nothing. crickets. No feedback, no comments, nothing. And that was the funniest part. I Overhead lumber didn't rack. We even like, didn't we even, yeah. like, make a website? Like, Moto yeah. Bandito or we something? We had a backstory. Yeah. We had, uh, we had so a smoking much. helmet. It, it was. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We actually yeah. made the smoking yeah. helmet. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the funnest experiences uh, in my in my experience of being on the podcast was just doing that Moto Bandito shit. Spin around some motorcycles. Yeah. Whoop, Spin around. <laughs> was it like um, the sand tire that was also self-spanking or something like that? Was one of those? Oh, oh, the sex toy, the sex yeah. toy <laughs> toolkit. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah, with the intro to anal uh, flare, flare kit. kit. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah. So There's always butt-related things going on. Comedy genius. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Emma, how about you? You've, you've seen so many of these kids grow up, as I say. What's, yeah. what's and the Toys R Us kids just the word grow up. Yeah, I mean, just seeing people's journeys 
within the Recycle Garage. And one of the um, one of the people I've been so happy to see come up in motorcycling is Charlie's wife, Micah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, Micah, yeah. Micah started um, coming to the garage on the back of Charlie's bike and really mm-hmm. didn't have much to say. And yeah, Micah kind of went a full 180 or swing. I mean, she bought. We finally convinced her to, you know, take the CMSP. We finally convinced her to take the CMSP course, and you know, bought a GS500. Just stupid low price. Goose. You know, was there? Was like that fucking sucks. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't quite like that. It was it was strategic negotiation. It was just pointing out the motorcycle's flaws and negotiating with the seller. Um, but I I've seen Micah go from really just starting to where she's at now. She was riding for like a month or something and dropped the bike like. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember like, that too. She's done with it. She mm-hmm. didn't want to do it anymore. She's like, this isn't for me. And I convinced her, like, just take the um, the road rider class that, you know, that from ZT track did or whatever. And so she reluctantly just did the class. And then she fell in love with it. She took the class. It was much more confident. And, like, then right. took the class, like, two more times. And is now a CMSP instructor. Yeah. And yeah. Also teaching the. And and not only that. So we've 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 had this um, young lady who went from not even riding now. She's very accomplished um, instructor, great racer um, when she does track days. But last summer, Charlie and Micah got married. And one of my proudest moments, I actually married them. Yeah. I was the minister. Yeah, so you talk about community and friendships that endure beyond the garage. I mean, they're very, very tangible. So well, we were both talking. We were like, well, who's going to marry us or whatever? And Emma was kind of both of our like, first choice. And it's, you know, the first and last wedding I'm ever going to do. <laughs> and, and, and to me, that's something that really um, is a good representation of the community and, and the friendships developed here. Uh, from unlikely people, there's such an age range uh, with us. But I, am, I am consistently so how, how many, the eldest. How many people here had people from the garage in your wedding party? Raise Yeah. I was in Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 crazy again. I like to think my legacy in the garage, hopefully everyone's bikes are running a little bit better now. I like to think that the the standard of misfit bikes is is raised just a little bit now. Well, I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, before Emma came to the garage, our thing was, well, none of us are mechanics, but we'll buy a manual and we'll figure it out together. Right? <laughs> or, I mean, if you don't have the manual, there's and, Google, I suppose. And that was kind of how it worked. It was like, and sometimes it would take a long time to figure something out because none of us really knew, but we would figure it out together. And then Emma came along and be like, oh, just adjust that. And it's like, oh, that was it. And you kind of really elevated 
uh, everything at the garage. When you oh, I started along. shouting at my radio when you came along. When she came along, I was sitting back there listening to all your episodes and stuff and so happy to have an energetic, fun, cool podcast to listen to. And when Emma showed up, she sang stuff and I'm like, yeah, preach, sister. Bring it on. That's right. Tell them what's right. Sort these people out. And I was so happy to have her showing up. Because as one of those guys that is, you know, you know, spends way too much time doing it. But that was that thing, and that was an element to your podcast that, uh, and also in addition to your family. And having her show up really did change things. And there was this dynamic that, that kind of got... It was kind of like the natural evolution. Like, it really, we really yeah. needed someone to, like, come in and who knew what they were doing. <laughs> and, and it needed to happen. And Emma well, was that it, person. It, it, it was just lucky. It was great timing for me because what I've never really shared on the podcast, I was being booted out of the museum when the misfits actually came to visit. I made the classic mistake. See, the, mo- the, the museum was owned by a husband and wife team. And she never really showed much of an interest in the museum. And so I worked very, very closely with Neil, the husband. And she kind of got in- a little insanely jealous of the time we'd spent together. I mean, mm-hmm. it was nothing other than a friendship born on motorcycling. But, um, and she basically threw me out of the museum. So I was very, very low. Meanwhile, the misfits had come along, so it was great for me to just go from one to the other. And I'm very welcome back at the museum now, and then I go back once in a while, but it's nowhere near as much fun as the the misfits. So um, I have a question for you now. Yes. We all have learned so much from you, Um, uh, wrenching, writing, everything. I want to know, what have you learned from the group? Um, it's a no, 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 no. I want to make sure I phrase this correctly. Nothing. It's it's very very easy when you when you get to a certain place in motorcycles if you work on them. You know, the stakes get very, very high. If you spend your day fitting tires for people and doing brakes and um, doing suspension, you know, if you do something wrong, you could kill somebody quite quickly. I mean, make no mistake, everybody knows in, in this room knows that your motorcycle wants to kill you. And it will do it quite quickly and very, very painlessly for you if you let it. So you really need to be on the ball when you actually work on it. And having done it for so long, this year in 2022, I've been consistently working on motorcycles for 44 years. And when, thank you, I started, um, I started in September 1978, so it's 44 years and two and a half months. Um, it's very, very easy to kind of get into this is very important work and it's very serious work and you shouldn't have any humor or fun doing it. And I think what I've learned from the misfits is not to take myself too seriously anymore. Because God knows we don't. And I think perhaps that was lacking in my life. I was, I, 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 I tried never to be pompous, but you know, I, I take things very, very, because this is important work. And it was easy to kind of be stodgy and boring. And that's really not who I am. I'm a completely... 
complete idiot. I mean, I, was, I come from a long line of imbeciles. I'm just <laughs> carrying on the family tradition. And I think you, you all helped me get in touch with my inner idiot. And I'm, I'm very happy about it. So, so you'd say that at this point now, you've got a totally different bunch of tools in your box. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. The, I, I'm not... I promise you all I'm not exaggerating. The garage has completely changed the trajectory, trajectory of my life. Completely. In a good way. Before the garage, could you have ever pictured yourself having a pants-off dance-off with Nick and Jim? Never. <laughs> Yet, here we are. What did we discover? We I, oh, wait, it was in Vegas. We're not supposed to talk about it. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> that's a myth. Yeah, the two of them just having a party by themselves, dancing with their pants off. Just On the bed fun. in the room in Vegas to the <laughs> Detroit Cobras. Yes, and uh, well, actually, I think there's many times there's been pants off at the garage too. One of the uh, favorite rides that happens thanks to the vampires is the naked ride. Um, it's going to be January 21st this year. 21st. Fantastic! I will be there. Seven p.m. at Recycle to the naked ride. I'm looking at you, Craig. Come on. You have Amen. an average of 77 years. You're going to die not riding a motorcycle naked? What the fuck, man? <laughs> Seriously. You have to try it once at least. And yeah. if you try it once, you come back for seconds. So um, I was one of the few people who have actually incurred an injury on the naked ride. Yep. yep. And um, it was about three or four years ago when I was riding my Metal Flake Green Motor Guzzi. And uh, which I just bought back two days ago. Hey, Thank you, Chris, for oh, letting wow. me buy my bike back. Um, however, so um, a Motor Guzzi is a V-twin, of course, but it's across the frame. It's not like a Harley. And what you don't realize is when you're naked, um, you know, it would s I braked a little bit hard, and, of course, the seat is quite slippy on your naked butt, so I slid <laughs> forward on the seat. Um, there may have been some lubrication, I don't know. It was awfully cold. Mm. Um, and my knee slid forward and touched the back of the cylinder heads. So I ended up with two rug burns on my knees. So um, there is a naked woman riding a Maraguzzi round Santa Cruz at 11 o'clock at night with rug burns on her knees. <laughs> yep. Megan, Classic. I believe you have a story from a naked ride. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Which, well, yeah, I was going to say, which so one? I learned a lesson the first time yes. I loaned one of my bikes to a <laughs> okay, woman you were who wanted <laughs> to do the naked ride. Oh, God. I thought we weren't going there. Came yeah. back with a shroud of turn vagina on the seat <laughs> that no amount of cleaner would take off. No. You tried for forever to take that off. And so forever. the following year... The following year, Doug for, was going to leave the record, ride. For the record, this was a, a recycler that borrowed your bike that's no, yeah. not here today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the previous year. Yeah. yeah. The next the next year after this happened, Doug was going to lead the naked ride, and we everyone's naked. We're all standing around. Bike won't start. Mm -hmm. It's fucking cold. Bike won't start. So Liza pushes the Versus out, <laughs> and it's like, take this. Take this. <laughs> and so Doug jumps on, and I jump on the back, and we do the naked ride. And I'm like, but wait, put saran wrap on no, the seat No, first. you threw a paper towel yeah. at me. You put this like, out. This. <laughs> I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> and I think as I rode off, I pulled it out, and I let it flutter <laughs> away. And we do the ride and everything, and um, we're on our way back, and I'm like, Doug, let's 
let's stop at like Seven <laughs> Eleven. So Sick. We get, we're gonna get a frozen Nestle Crunch bar. You <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> run down to Seven Eleven real quick. Come back to the garage. We have the bike park kind of far away, so Liza can't see can't it. Can't see. And we're just giggling, <laughs> chuckling. So hard. Put some chocolate where I was sitting. Put some <laughs> ice cream where Megan was sitting. <laughs> <laughs> up the chocolate like because it was like it a, had nuts a in nuts. it <laughs> put a couple plops you were unamused <laughs> and we like sat in the corner waiting and then like everyone was there though and Liza wouldn't go push her bike in <laughs> yeah that I was remember bitch. I remember the time Donut his bike broke down on the naked ride and we all left oh, yeah. him oh yeah um. <laughs> <laughs> because he had it was some sport bike. I it was his red CBR. The CBR, and he kept revving the engine, revving, revving the engine, the engine revving and overheating it. And right by the, it was right by the, right by the it was Saturn Cafe. Yeah, right? yeah Saturn. Yeah, yeah. Um, it started coolant. boiling over, spilling out everywhere, puking coolant everywhere, and he's like. <laughs> Okay, nope, he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Toodaloo. It's on YouTube, I think. Didn't yeah, Rev take a video yeah. of it and like Yep, he there's just several um, several years on YouTube. There's where the, there is one where the CHP tried to stop the ride. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that one's up there. Um, then there's the when we're turning in front of the highway 9 in front of the cop car that then turns the other way and just keeps going. Local mm-hmm. police is cool, CHP not so much. And for the record, it is not illegal. To be naked in Santa Cruz. Just, you just can't be just lewd so you know. and lascivious. As long as you're not yeah. lewd and lascivious. Oh, yes. We did oh, pick up right. a, a naked hitchhiker. <laughs> <laughs> so that was um, way back in the day um, where there was a vampire who had retired um, who had moved up to the city and didn't tell anybody he was coming back down except for one or two of us. And if you've ever met Zach, Zach is a very hairy man. <laughs> Um, to the point, like, the naked ride didn't really mean much to him. <laughs> it really didn't. So we're on the naked ride, and Carl was a prospect at that time. So that tells you how long ago it was. And we're cruising along in front of the bus stop, and all of a sudden, this hairy, naked ape man <laughs> sticks out a thumb and has a helmet. So Carl does the, like, wait, okay, they got a helmet. They must be part of this. Which pulls off to the side, and Zach jumps on and Carl was not in on the joke whatsoever <laughs> so that's how we picked up a naked hitchhiker <laughs> yeah um, you know and as much as Emma's contributed to the shop and helped us grow from it there's another person here who's really helped us grow a lot that I just want to acknowledge and that's the scooterist bagel the diehard scooterist who hell yeah brother I think well, has you. changed at least all of our opinions of what a scooterist is and hopefully uh, you guys, because we learned that there are hardcore scooterists. Yeah, that's I true. mean, Phil, you know not long because you too are a hardcore scooterist. You know, uh, that's one of those things. I actually have been on rides with the vampires many, many, many years ago because the vampires had a very large scooter yeah, contingent. Uh, we did. Uh, back when Barrett and the rest were still really around. Yeah, That's exactly right. That's how I met vampires. And we raced motor scooters. We have a whole motor scooter racing organization. We had a motor scooter racing league. Mm-hmm. And Tom would ride out from his you know, home in Delaware and stuff. And earlier we were talking about, so who here has ever had seven people on their motorcycle? Anyone? <laughs> at Anyone? once? One, at one time. And then ridden it a given distance. Nobody, right? How about, so we had, we had a people, we had set, what, seven on a Vespa, right? Yeah. Seven on a Vespa. And that was pretty cool. And, then this the guy comes up with the Lembretta, yeah. and guy comes up with the Lembretta, and I think about nine people maybe got on the Lembretta, a little bit longer, and you know it kind of suffered across the line, maybe 30, 40 feet, and 
transmission later, it stalled and everybody fell off. And they're cherry picking all the smallest people to get on the bike, you know, competition. Bagel shows up. And he was just Uncle Tom back then. And he shows up on this Teutonic masterpiece. <laughs> Late 50s, early 60s. 1958, yep. yeah. Yeah, 1958 Heinkel 103 A1. You know, it's a, a company that made, you know, Messerschmitts and bombers and stuff and, you know, all these warplanes. And Not he shows up. of all. Yeah. <laughs> and he shows up. And he's like, oh, okay, all right. Rare piece of German Teutonic exotica. Why don't you guys get on? And he wasn't picking the small people. I got on. Everybody, oh, yeah, just get on. Everybody, come on. How many bagel? We had 11 people on that 11 thing. people <laughs> on one German scooter. Wow. Did you turn on the air horns after that? Just to make sure everybody got out of the way? And it, and it did, and it went quite effectively across the line. But that, you are the example of, like, don't ever, don't ever punch down. Uh Bagel has always been, and for the entire time I've known him, he's one of the most hardcore riders. He's one of the most absolute, oh, it's broken. i got to fix it on the side of the road. <laughs> Game on, right? It's so cool. Yeah. And, uh, but that's that, that's that silly thing. You know, that's that silly thing. He's like, you know, I'd like to do something stupid, but I'd like to do it with the wrong equipment. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my yeah. jam. Is the off-road I, scooter. I, I like yeah. to take scooters and make them do things that they were never intended to do, like right across the country or right up to the top of Pikes Peak or yeah, right to Alaska, you know. And, and I, I really en- enjoy long-distance riding, and it's something that I always wanted to do ever, from, ever since the very beginning when I got into riding. Um, you know, I like to travel, and there was just this appeal to me to go out and ride just on the open road and go long distances and see places. And... Um, and I, I think that, that I, I mean, even though it's something that I always wanted to, to do, coming to the garage actually gave me a lot of inspiration because we've had several people on, on the podcast over the years, uh, including right when I had first uh, joined up with, with the garage, talking about long distance riding. And, you know, it was something that I had, you know, I had done, you know, plenty of long distance rides, uh, but were like day rides, you know, maybe two days on a scooter. Like probably the biggest trip I had been on was from Delaware up to Montreal and back. And, um, you know, that was a, a week trip. That was, that was a nice little vacation I did back in 1993. But I'd never done any really long rides. And um, I tried an iron butt once, didn't make it because the bike wasn't running well. Um, but after meeting some people who had actually done it and I kind of learned more about what's needed to prepare and get ready, uh, I did it. And then I did it again and again. And, and I've, I've, it's, it's tough and it takes a lot out of you. But... It's, there's a sense of accomplishment there that it's, it's almost like you're, you're proving that you can do something that not only did, were you not sure if you could do it, but most other people thought there's no way in hell anybody could do that. And, and it's, to me, it's, 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 a, it's kind of a thrill to be able to, to pull something like that off and just show that, yes, it can be done. And I, I want to add bagel as much as I make fun of scooterists in general. Number one, I don't mean it, but secondly, y'all crazy. You have more than once you've called me up on a run, and I've been so proud to be able to help you out and get you back on the road. You know, just the voice on the end of the telephone. Bagel is an amazing rider, and he can make a three hundred cc Vespa do what a lot of guys on the six hundred sport bike would dream of doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, tearing up Santa Cruz Mountains. Like, I'm passing people going up, you know, on the You passed on the me on rides. that TT600. So yeah. I got a Triumph <laughs> TT600, all beautiful, cool, having a great time. I'm just like, why and are I'm, these guys riding so slow? I'm taking I mean, these are long. great curves to just, just muscle right through. You were wearing a damn scooter skirt. Yes. <laughs> a little chilly that day, you know. Still uh, waiting for the Baja Judge. Emma? It's, I, I yes, got, darling. I, oh, update on the Baja Judge. I got a Vermont plate for it. Oh, nice. Nice. So oh, well, things, nice. things will start happening. God bless. I need to run out there and let someone in. Can you give some stuff away? I'm going to. So um, it's competition time. Yes. Okay. So bear with me. I'm going to get the box. And this is Not your audience box. participation. If you want a prize, you've got to come up here for it. So stand by. Extra points if you let her pee in your airbox. <laughs> Give her three hundred dollars for it. Yeah, then you gotta sell it for cheap. All right. Yeah, but that's like starting fluid. Now, though. these price packs—it's not. Ch- this is not cheap stuff. It's so valuable. You may have to actually put yourself in the next tax bracket for twenty twenty-three. These are very valuable. So, I want to talk about who traveled the furthest today. Now, I'm not saying by motorcycle who traveled the furthest. I mean, Phil here came from Ohio. We have to have somebody who's come further than Ohio. Um, I came from Seabread Avenue. Oh. (laughs) Atlanta. 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 Any any advance on Atlanta? I think you got it. All right. Dude. You better come up here for your prize. Coming in from all the way from Atlanta, dude. There's two of them. That's awesome. I'm going I'm to contest that with Google Maps later. <laughs> the east part of Atlanta, Phil. Look at how, look at how young and handsome he All is. All right, now. So wait, you didn't come together. Now we're going to talk to the hard come cool. together later, okay. I am just talking to the people who rode motorcycle. Who rode the furthest today by bike? It's raining. So I know it's raining. <laughs> so I know somebody has come from Utah. Where is my Utah rider? Right. Any advance on Utah? Oh my God. Really? It's winter. We're not it's that. Winter All right, you got state. it, my you friend. Realize that outside of Man, California, there's things like snow sport. and ice. Give him some free shit. This man is a G. Oh, yeah. Emma, did you mean today or in general for this episode? No, Congratulations. Just today. Just today. Epic ride. For this event. All right. Next one. It is going to be an easy one. Youngest legal rider. So, unfortunately, it can't be anybody under 16 because we're talking about legal rider here. Who is the youngest legal rider in this room? So, if you're under 25, stick your hand up. All right. Just two. Three. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Reed, yeah. All right. We're old. Holler out your name. Uh, holler out your ages. Reed. Reed. How old are you, darling? 22. 23. Reed. Reed. You're up. All right. Damn. Yeah. Good job. Well done, Reed. 
Congratulations. And make no mistake, guys, that is where the future is. We need to get more reads on motorcycles. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, we're getting old. We need some young blood. Which brings me to the next category. All right. And I'm going to do it faster. Oldest rider. Who, who in this room is over 65? Damn. Who in this room is over 70? Damn. Who in this room is over 75? Oh. You got it, friend. They're triplets, of course. 74. 73. There you go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Give away two bags. It's equal. You got to make them fight what? for it. Are you matching? The, they're sized, you know. They're sized. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, make sure you give them the right size. No. I know. You might have to do some trading. That's all yeah. I have to say. So on the side of the bag, if you've just got a price bag, there's a size, which is just for the T-shirt. So if you think it's appropriate, keep your bag. If you think it's inappropriate. So we've got one more. Who has the most number of bikes? Who here owns five bikes? Damn. Six. Over a dozen. Seven. Eight. Nine. Nine. Yes, Ten. <laughs> registered as motorcycles. Eleven. Wait, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Oh, wait a minute. No, he's trying to cheat again. Wait, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. He's cheating. That's Where's why I refuse to myself. Where's my yeah. 10? Where's my 10? You're up. You're up. No. Craig, the wait, reason why Craig doesn't there. account. Hey. Wait a minute. How many have we got who owns 10? Any 11s? Yep. Any 12s? 12s. Any 12s? What? Any 13s? Damn. 14. Not even getting tired. 15. 20. 16. How many bloody bikes do you have, Antonio? How many? Alfredo. How many? 31. Oh, Wow. Wait. These are models, because if they are, I win. (laughs) (laughs) The reason why I disqualified Craig, please stand up, Craig, because you are a giant in the... in the West Coast motorcycling community, you Woo! are a giant, sir. Yeah. Craig runs Pacific Motorcycle Training. Yeah. And so he is responsible for bringing so many new riders into the fold. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you Craig. All right. These people safe. There is There's no more prizes. Well, that's okay. We're just going to give stuff out of the bag. I'll give you one more. One more, because I, I got more things to get to and run out of time. One more. One more. Right. Okay. If any of you think you can do a passable imitation of oh. me, you better get up here and do it. Who right wants now. to try? Okay, the prize. Uh, I'm gonna this get, is a good prize. Oh, I got something good. This is a smart battery charger. This is Ooh. very valuable, but you have got to come up here who, who and make a complete idiot of yourself do and your do it. Well, I'll give you a accent. t-shirt, but who can do an imp- impersonation? I want to hear the disdain in your voice when you do her. Uh, oh. Hello! <laughs> no, 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 you got to come That's up here. That's an impersonation of me impersonating you. Who can oh do one? Oh, God, come Raise your on. Hand. Raise your hand. Nobody? I'll come to you. You just got to You just have to try. Who knew we were we have no takers. No, no. I know. They're the shy. See. Morgan, I'm coming for you. I, I, 
Come on, what do you got? <laughs> what am I going to do with a battery charger, Liza? <laughs> you can get Morgan, He's you got can all the chargers already. <laughs> Nothing? Okay. All right, okay. So, all right, here we go. Down to the front, down to the front. Coming down. What do British people say, Emma? Because only contestant is going to win. All right, ready? Give it the beans, darling. But give that man a battery charger. Yes, yes. He gets all the battery charger. Um, I wanted to get real quick. Do we have anyone who has a question for any of the misfits or the group? Yeah, don't be shy. Oh, Joe. Ah, question from the peanut gallery. So. My question to the Misfits, if we wanted to start our own motorcycle collective or something of that vein, mm. how could we do that in our locale? What is the best It's method? the easiest thing in the world, and I'm going to paraphrase Liza. Put out the chairs, and they'll come. Yeah. It's all about chairs. No, it's true. Um, no, I mean, I think Doug is a per- perfect example. We talked about it earlier. We didn't have a community for many years. This took a long time to grow you can't just create this overnight but my belief was consistency I committed my Sundays every Sunday I'd sit out there and sometimes still to this day nobody shows up but if I'm not there somebody else knock Doug Emma Jim somebody will Charlie somebody will go and sit there for me we're always there consistent and people have learned that and from that grew a community. And so. as, as hokey as it sounds, if you truly love motorcycles and you have love in your heart, you will have the most successful motorcycle collective imaginable. Because you just enjoy people showing up and messing about with bikes. It's the most wonderful thing. Do it. All right, I've got time for one more question. Who's got a question? Anyone? Quiet crowd, crickets, no one raises their hand. I'm going to pick a random. Record yourself criticizing other motorcycle podcasts. Everything you ever wanted to ask a misfit but were afraid to ask. No questions? All right, then I'm going to go. We've got an email I wanted to read. This is a special email, in fact. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah, and this is from a friend. We, We appreciate Phil being here from Cleveland Moto, one of our brothers in podcasts. Yeah, thanks for all your hate mail, by the way. That's uh, great. <laughs> really appreciate that. And we got a, an email from another one of our friends, Ted, from a Motorcycle Man. Oh, I know Ted. He says, hey, I just wanted to send you a little note to congratulate you and your entire crew on your 500th episode. It's unfortunate I won't be able to listen to the live broadcast as I'll be with otherwise engaged, but I didn't want to let the moment pass without sending along my best wishes to you. Emma, Jim, Bagel, Cat, and all the rest. 500 shows is quite a milestone, and you should all be very proud of that, and we all hope there will be at least another 500 more. Optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said well, at the beginning. Well, fuck not. Too. And as always, <laughs> yeah. not. Fuck not. if you have complaints about this or any other show, send your complaints to <laughs> phil at www.com. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, man, that's my work email. That is the corporate email of the shop. Everybody, you know, everybody who works in my shop looks at that. Yeah. I, I, I tried to tell them what the right email address, but they don't listen. I know. And then, uh, oh, we have one more 
But I think this person is here in the audience, and I'll let them read it themselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, Junior or JR? JR. JR. Yes, there he is. JR. From Sacramento. (laughs) You sent us a nice email, and I want you to read it yourself because we rarely have that opportunity. Can you read from there? You got. But you have to use a funny voice. I, I can read from there, but if do I do it in your own accent, can you do as Donald talk? Oh man, I, the problem is I can't see it. It's too dark in here. So you want to read here? She'll read it for me. No. Oh, she's gonna give me the flashlight. Got, got him. Here it is. Good morning, Liza. Well, it's about to happen. I just wanted to drop you a note and congratulate. You got holding the light in her eyes. Play. <laughs> All you. This is not good. This is really showing my age. <laughs> uh, the note to congratulate you all, or y'all, the way I wrote it. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and of course, I listen to Phil and the gang at Cleveland Moto. Last night, I was listening to the guys at Motors, uh, Motorcycle Men podcast. Both podcasts mentioned you and all the misfits with high regard, high praise. And the Motorcycle Men said that in order of longest and best ratings, motorcycle podcasts exclusively... I'm catching up here. Uh, was the Misfits, Cleveland Moto, and the Motorcycle Men in that order? Wow. You all have put together something to be very proud of. Congratulations. See you Saturday. Awesome. Right on. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you JR. Thank you. We love you. We don't normally get that opportunity, but now you see how it's not that easy, is it, <laughs> to read on air uh, the emails. Well, we're getting near that time um, where I have to thank everybody for coming. I want to thank especially all the people on this stage. Um, people down here, John Dalton, Henry, Jeremy, Josh, James, all the misfits who have been a part of our group, who've all contributed and allowed me to do this thing that I love doing with all these people who share the same passion as I do. And I think you guys sense that too. Um, it's, it's one of those things where the sum is greater than the whole of the parts. Did I say that right? Yeah. yeah, and this is something that I love doing and giving that platform and seeing everybody here become who they are through the community, through the garage, through the podcast. Um, But then also knowing that there are people out here who listen to us who feel like they know us. And some of you become friends with us. You know, some of you show up (laughs) and become one of us. And, um, yeah, big big thanks. Oops. Big thanks to everyone who has, uh, there you go, who's, who's been a big part of it. And, and gotten us to this 500 episode milestone that I never could have imagined. How many years, Liza? 500 episodes of New Year's? I look, I listened to the We're first nine, one. We're about nine and a half, I think. Yeah, yeah. I listened to the first one the other day. 
today. And when people say, you know, 500 more, I can't even imagine that either. When we sat in the garage sharing that microphone with the cat meowing into it and people working around us, I never would have thought that this would have happened from that. Yeah, we were like, mm-hmm. what, what's a podcast yeah, thing? What, what time yeah, is it how, on? Yeah. What are we doing here? <laughs> what channel is that on? <laughs> yeah, when does it go on? The, the scariest thing is, if we do a thousand episodes, what's a, what's a 70-year-old Emma going to be like? Ooh. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is the, the correct, correct answer. answer. <laughs> and quite the cheeky monkey, correct I'm sure. The best correct. Well, this is the time of the show where we we close it out. We're going to do a little bit different uh, tonight, okay? Um, I want to thank I want to thank everybody for coming, for being a part of this, uh, getting us to 500 episodes. We couldn't have done it without you. Everybody here in the studio, you're going to help us close this out, and I think you all know how to close it out. So thank you everybody for coming I couldn't have done it without you let's get out of here cool 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 thank you Liza yes. yes we need to thank Liza for putting everything together without Liza None of us would be here today. Thank you guys for coming out in this disgustingly horrible weather, too, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Much sunny Santa very, Cruz very much. today. And, and thank you all for listening and for your support because, you know, we'd, we, could, we, we could do this without all of you, but it wouldn't be nearly as much fun. Because no. right. <laughs> we appreciate everything that, that you guys give us, too. All right. Let's get out of here. Thanks. Ride fast. Take chances. Thanks, you. Let's get a pizza.